Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we have something just utterly despicable that we need to talk about. Now, we know that these organizations like the NAACP, Urban League, the National Action Network, et cetera, we all know they're compromised. We know they're compromised because they are just straight Democrat. They don't be on the Democrats about doing nothing for black people. Um, they're not uh, out there stomping for us at all. All of them are straight boule. But we all knew this, but we didn't have somebody actually come out and actually explain how these people are corrupt and what they're doing against the black community. So I was on YouTube and you know how they just give you recommendations and a video popped up and this video was talking about food of all things. So I said, okay, yeah, let me look into that because you know, the more and more I'm doing more research into the food and, and how it's killing us um, as a community. And he's even as just people in the country, um, it's a lot of things that are just so wicked with that. Well, I was listening to this guy. His name is Callie means. Um, he used to work uh, for Coca-Cola and many other, um, you know, food companies. And he now has his own company called true med. And he's always out trying to advise, you know, government officials and, uh, about what's going on in the food and why we're getting so sick. But there was a part of this video that really I homed in on. I said, Oh, I got to do a whole podcast on this. So I want you to hear this clip or he going to explain how, and he's going to mention the NAACP in particular, how Coca-Cola compromises these people and what they do to sell us out and how they even weaponize racism for their own personal agenda. Let's go ahead and roll that. And they want to keep food cheap and they want to keep it addictive. So you have that strategic imperative for their business. And then it's like, how do we do that? And it's very straightforward. It's how do we rig institutions of trust? So who are the stakeholders? The stakeholders are consumers. The stakeholders are lawmakers. So who do they trust? They trust, um, you know, civil rights groups. They trust medical organizations. They trust their schools. They trust their doctors. They trust researchers. So you literally just go down the list and then it's very simple. It's like, how do we rig those institutions as much as we possibly can? When you say rig, what do you mean? Use well, them against the public? Well, let's go into specific examples. So the tweet was about the NAACP. So prominent civil rights organization has done amazing things in American history. But right now, prominent organizations like the NAACP, like the Hispanic Federation, like other, um, many other prominent civil rights groups are pay-to-play organizations. And this was as transactional as going to McDonald's and ordering a Big Mac. Um, I, as a, as a junior person, uh, had the strategic imperative to racialize the debate um, around whether we should stop food stamp money going to soda, which was a bipartisan issue. It's not complicated, right? When you, when you call someone a racist or a sexist, right, it, it shuts down the debate. So we call up the NAACP, that, you know, we, the PR firms have their number, there's a lot of partnerships, and you schedule a meeting, and it's not like we're going to evilly pay you and you're, but it's like, Hey, your constituencies, lower income, African-American children like their Cokes. Here's the statistic. And you know, they're trying to take that Coke away and, and trying to restrict choice. Um, we'd love to do an honorarium, a donation, you know, millions of dollars in this case. And would you marshal some of your uh, allies, you know, in various States and on the federal level to say that it's racist, uh, what's trying to happen of restricting choice on food stamps. What you heard is something that's very wicked. I'm talking about the NAACP. Wrong. And this is why we don't respect them. See, we all knew 
the things that in our hearts, something was going on with these people. You know, they, they too tied in with these corporations too tied in with the Democrats. But as you heard what this man said that it was bipartisan Democrats and Republicans would say, yeah, well, we need to, you know, get rid of this, um, soft drinks and all this sugary stuff in food stamps. The same man has said that the government gives these companies $10 billion a year because of the food stamp program, $10 billion a year. So because they didn't want sugary drinks to be given to people that's getting food stamps, the Coca-Cola said, Hey, as the man said, NAACP, you know, we got this issue and, um, you know, we, we need you, we need you in on this. So look, we'll give you a, we'll give you a bag of the million, but you need to come out there and say them taking away sugary drinks is racist. So let, let, let's really break down what the NAACP actually did to people. And we talking about, he's mentioning low income black people. Now let's put this up on the screen. What you see on the screen is just the nutrition facts of a can of Coca-Cola that's put out there, right? So as you see, it's 140 calories a can, 45 milligrams of salt, total carbs, almost uh, 40, but it is actually in sugars, right? And we know the sugars is high fructose corn syrup, which is one of the worst sugars that you can have. So the NAACP came out and said, it is racism to not allow black people to have that can of Coke. Now, NAACP, you shameless bootlicking Sambos that you are. You sat up here and I, and I made sure to, to do this so you could see it. So for every four grams that you see on the sugar content is one uh, tablespoon of sugar. So I took the liberty to give you a visual aid today. In that can is what you can see right here is 9.75 teaspoons of sugar. So it is racist. According to the NAACP, you wicked Negroes. It's racist to allow a child to drink, to, to eat this much sugar in one setting. That's racist. It is actually evil to be putting this in anybody's drink. This much freaking sugar. And you wonder why people are diabetic. That Y'all, this is racist to say, take this away from children and other people to not drink this much in one setting. Listen, if you saw me out here feeding my child, spoonfuls of all this sugar. You kept seeing me feed it to him. You say, what the hell wrong with that man? And why he giving that kid that much sugar? And you kept saying me feeding this sugar, feeding this sugar. Y'all would step in and say, what is wrong with him? Like this man is abusing this child. But when you drinking freaking Coca-Cola, you're abusing your child too. It's the same freaking thing as this. So you wicked Negroes at the NAACP took money to make sure low income black children could keep getting this right here in a can of Coke. You see how they sell us out and that's with some food. Now imagine other things that they're selling us out on every day. They paid them to say, taking away all that sugar 
is, is racist. And he also paid him to not say what it is racist too that happens to black folk. That's why they're so quiet. Notice the NAACP is not the first one on, on the front lines. When something happened to black people, notice how quiet they are because they get paid, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we don't respect the NAACP and all these so-called civil rights organizations that's out here. Because what that man say? They all pay to play. They all getting a bag. And they all showing up talking about they're going to speak for black folk. They get paid to promote Democrat to black folk. Understand, they out there only to get paid, folks. They're not out there to be looking out for you and looking for me. They, if they're supposed to be for black people, they're supposed to be looking at every means to help out black people. And also that same organization be out here talking about immigration. How, how is the NAACP supposed to be talking about immigration? That's not even our issue like that. But, but that is, I love when people talk like this. And like I said, this just video just landed in my algorithm. I, didn't, I don't even know who that, the podcaster was. I didn't know who that guy was. I just say, oh, let me listen to it. I'm sitting here eating my food. Why not? These people are so compromised and, 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 and corrupt in our community. And this is why we cannot, cannot, cannot listen to these civil rights organizations we definitely can't listen to the boule. We can't listen to all these old black media heads. We can't because all of them are compromised because all of them taking money from somewhere. You cannot be talking to me about Democrat and the way black people being treated right now by the Democrats and, and promoting them like that. And let me know that you are getting paid. Look at, look at even boule Martin. He cuss you out because you not uh, don't want to uh, vote Democrat or you are questioning the Democrats. Why? Because he getting paid. Everybody getting a bag off of this pro-Democrat speech is also a big economy, as I told you before, to deliver up the black vote for the Democrats. It's a major economy in that. If I was out here just trying to get a bag, that'll be the, that'll be the lane I would go in if I was trying to get a bag. Why not? That's a big bag to get. But my integrity tells me I could never do nothing like that because I can't deal with suckers. I can't deal with frauds. I can't deal with shysters. I can't deal with snakes. I can't deal with them kind of people, man. I'd rather take my time and like they say, the, the story of the tortoise and the hare. I'd rather be the tortoise and take my time getting to where I need to be than taking the quick route and getting it and then losing myself, my soul, and, and at the end of disrespect uh, of the people because the people won't respect me no more. See, nobody really respects Boule Martin. Nobody respects the NAACP. Yeah, look, hold on. You, you took all this money to call this racist. Uh, this is racist. Giving black children this much sugar in a setting is racist. You know, it's evil to do that to anybody. And you wonder why we having childhood diabetes right here. You wonder why our kids are dealing with so much obesity right here. The food. Do you know that they are more many foods in America that's banned in other countries? It's banned. Or if you get the same food, they have to take out the, the crap they put in here in America and change it for the standards for them to sell it. That same Coca-Cola that you sell in America don't taste the same outside this country because they don't allow them to put that much sugar in it. I remember I had a Sprite 
And I never drink them, them drinks. But I looked at the can. I looked at what was in it. The sugar content was like about five grams per serving. And they in the cans they give you is like this. They don't give you them big 16-ounce cans. They said right here, a small can. And it tastes so much better than a mess over here. And they use real sugar because they couldn't use high fructose corn syrup. These people, ladies and gentlemen, what I told you, we participate in our own oppression. It is the truth. We are too many black people dying every freaking day, man, of diabetes, heart disease, all these different things of black people dying. And you have these civil rights organizations taking money from these food companies to make sure to keep giving you all that salt, all that sugar and, and, and making you obese, giving you high blood pressure, diabetes and everything else that's happening to you. Do you know that 90% of the illnesses that we deal with is food borne? So we change our food and, and get rid of the, the, the crap that these people are serving us. We could actually be healthier and turn ourselves around. But no, when you have people like the NAACP taking money to lie to make sure you can get, keep getting that much sugar and keep giving your kids this much sugar. Let me tell you something about that sugar stuff. There's one brother that, that I used to work with me, another partner of mine worked with him too. And this brother was drinking. See, this, this is the, this is the sugar in a, in a 16 ounce Coke. So this, okay. He was drinking a two liter every day at work. And we was telling him at the time, brother, don't drink that. What is wrong with you, brother? Get some water. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's too much. And every day at work, I saw him with that two liter Coke. And he would drink the whole thing. In, in, that, in that time at work, we worked 12 hour shifts. And I say about a year later, we both saw him sitting outside you know, just kind of the, in the Bay area, just sitting there, he kind of had his head down. So I say, well, what's, what's wrong with him? So I said, let me go out here and find out. I said, brother, like he down. And so I went out there. I said, Hey, Hey bros, you all right? I said, see your head kind of down. He said, man, y'all were right. I said, we were right about, you know I mean? I was oblivious to what he was talking about. He said, man, he said, uh, you know, you mean y'all kept telling me about drinking them sodas every day? I said, yeah, yeah, that wasn't a good thing. He said, yeah, I went to the doctor, man. They diagnosed me with diabetes. I said, oh, man. I said, ugh. I said, man, brother, look, all that time we were trying to help you, brother. We weren't trying to be against you. We weren't trying to get on your nerves. We just know these, pe these people sold us and all this stuff these people do. These people, I said, listen, I said, we know how, how wicked these people are, man. And, and we know how, how they treat us. Listen, they, they really, they wickedness expands to everybody. Cause even the honorable Elijah Muhammad said that they will harm their own people. Cause they are a commercializing group of people. They can care less about, uh, even their own, they serve their own people, all that sugar, all that, the nasty, uh, uh pork and everything else. These people serve. Right. So I told, I say, well, bro, I said, listen, man, first thing you got to do is throw that mess away, brother. I say, man, look, you could lose, work on losing the weight, get, you know, eat better, do whatever, you know? So he, I saw him doing it. And then one day I saw him back with, I say, bruh, you just got that. You diagnosed with diabetes, brother. What are you doing with that? I told him and he was like, yeah, I know I shouldn't be drinking that, but man, I said, bro, I, I don't keep telling you. I mean, it's your life. 
like they say, your body, your choice, right? But our people are just being done wrong completely by these civil rights groups. They're selling us down the river. It's so many different things they know these politicians are doing to black communities. They stay quiet. Think about it. The NAACP haven't came out saying nothing about immigrants being put in the, in the south side of Chicago. Notice they ain't saying nothing about it. Well, where's Al Sharpton talking about it? It's been ha- all these different things happening in New York with the immigrants. Notice they don't say nothing about what happens to black people for real, for real. Only if they, they tried their old behinds out and talk about voting rights and voting, voting, voting. Yeah, the Democrats will fight for voting rights for black people because they need that to stay in office. Hell yeah, they're going to fight for that. They're going to go to court over it. They're going to send the best lawyers about it. Yes, they will. But when something for real, for real about black people, they don't want to, to do nothing. Whether it's food, mass incarceration, which is mass slavery. It's slavery. They got brothers out here still picking cotton. And if you don't pick a cotton for them, they'll kill you. Oh, yes, that's still going on. Yes, it is. Don't think picking cotton has stopped. That's why they want to incarcerate so many black men so they keep their slaves. You understand? Any black man that's been in the system had to do some work and working for free. This country has not stopped slavery. That's why they didn't get rid of slavery out of the 13th Amendment. Where the NWACP at to to say, hey, we need to go to court about the 13th Amendment and say, why are we allowing slavery in prison? If you say no slavery, don't say accept, because that means you're keeping slavery going. But they're not fighting anything like that. They want to be at all the boule luncheons with the Democrats. They want to collect their millions of dollars in honorarium to do the bidding of corporations against the black community. All of them look like they, they, they hair is not out of place. They wearing these two or three thousand dollar suits or dresses. They have an NAACP image awards and look at, look at what they're awarding people, the NAACP award. Look, look at who they're awarding it to. And I got to be careful in some things I say, because you know, this particular website and their political views, I got to be careful on some things, but you know, one award they awarded recently talking about courage. I was going to say Gabrielle union and you would know exactly the rest I'm talking about, (laughs) but that's the NAACP. So I, you know, I didn't have no respect for the NAACP anyway. I didn't have no respect for the urban league anyway. Before I even got this information, I had no respect for them because I know they're not for black people. They're, they're, they're a black, they are the black face representing the left wing of white supremacy. And, and trust me, with time, more and more people will come out telling on what these organizations have done behind the scenes to hurt and harm black people. It, 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 it fires me up on some things, man. Because our people need help. They are, they are suffering in America. They are suffering homelessness. Do I just found out that Houston ranks number one in the country for evictions. It's go- and you know, there's a lot of our people that's being evicted. We know this. The NAACP, you'll see them nowhere. Now, you'll see Dr. Candace Matthews and, and, and Cornell X before you will see the NAACP. You don't see them nowhere. I'm talking about here in Houston, at least. I mean, seriously. 
You do not you do not see the NAACP nowhere, but they getting they getting a bag. Oh, they getting a big bag. From everywhere to make sure they don't call out any uh, 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 white supremacy or label things as racist. But it just lets you know, it's just more so we already knew this in the back of our mind, but this is just to confirm, just to confirm what we already kind of knew that these organizations are not for black people. So when you see them talking to the Democrats or talking to Biden, whoever, that is what you call controlled opposition. Notice when Biden had told them, well, you guys gonna have to work with the Hispanics uh, uh, because there's more of them than you are. Notice now one of them barked up and say, what the hell are you talking about? I don't care about them. Say, yeah, there's more of them here because you open up the floodgate. If you go open up the floodgate and let a bunch of Africans in here, or Caribbeans, we'll have more of them too. Why do I, why do we got to go to talk to Hispanics about our issues? Their issues are their issues. Our issues is ours. We're talking to you about our issues. What you bringing up Hispanics for? But see, they would never say that, but because they controlled opposition. The Democrats and Biden would never, never, never actually have a real conversation with real black people. They would never sit down with an interview for a person like me. Look, Kamala won't sit down and talk to me. I wouldn't disrespect her because I, I don't disrespect nobody. I would ask her questions. I will let her speak. I'll let her respond. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even interrupt her. Because they don't want to be answering questions about black people like that. They don't. The Democrats don't want to talk. Jamie Harrison, he's a black man and won't even talk to black people. And he's supposed to be the head of the DNC. But he don't talk to no black people. But if you see that guy, if you just look at him and say, oh, you know, he compromised. You could, because trust me, you could just look at him and tell y'all, y'all know they got a look about him. You know exactly what I'm talking about. They all got a look. It's just, I mean, I guess it's the look of being buck broken, whether they male or female, but they all got a look about them. Like they safe, like I'm, I'm, oh, you can talk to me. I'm non-threatening massa, you know, that kind of look, you know, no kind of look of an alpha male standing up with a deep voice. And, no, no, none of that. Because them folks don't want to have a real black man or a real black woman around them that's going to tell them about things and check them. They're not going to do that. Because the status quo is keeping black people oppressed. The status quo is keeping black people, you know, in a position of sabotage. The status quo is to make sure that black people never rise. That's the status quo. When Biden said, when he came in office, he wanted to bring back, you know, some normalcy. Well, that's normalcy. You have to think about that. That's what normalcy is. Keeping black men and women down, not letting black men and women rise and allowing the Democrats to lull you to sleep. I get messages. I think I just got a message the other day from, from one of our brothers and he was saying, man, I watched a video about South Carolina and what the black people had done in South Carolina talking about Biden. He said, man, how do you keep going? He said, how do you do it? He said, because I couldn't do it. These people sicken me, brother. I can't, I can't. How do you keep getting up and doing these podcasts? How you keep making your content? 
And I told him, and I'm going to tell you, I don't make it for them. I make it for the black people who are sick and tired. I make it for the black people that in the back of their mind, they've been feeling the way I've, I've been preaching here. And they just couldn't put their finger on it. And when they heard me, they say, ah, I knew I wasn't the only one that felt that way. That's the people I do this for. I don't do it for the lost because I'm not trying to save them. I have an, I am understanding that there are people that will be lost. There are people, you know, three, you know, like I say only a third will be saved. And only thing, only people I'm trying to reach is the third, the rest of them. They can just go on by the wayside and be lost. Don't care about them personally. I had to learn to not care about them people because what I'm learning, those people chose that they chose it. They choose to keep going down the same route with Democrat. They choose to keep playing these games with the NAACP and national action network and all these different so-called civil rights organizations. They choose to depend on massa and they don't want to do anything for themselves. Listen, I'm not fighting with those people. When I talk to people about passports and, and, and working on expanding yourself in other countries and they say, I don't want to do that. I ain't going nowhere. I don't care about those people at this point. Stay. Like I tell them, you stay yourself right here with Massa. You stay here. Cause that's where you belong. You don't belong with what, what I'm talking about. You ain't, I'm not even talking to you. You're not even my crowd. I'm talking to, I want my people to understand what's going on. I want to reach the people that, that see what's going on and the people that's trying to do what's right in, in, in for themselves and for their children. That's, that's my people right there. That's my people. And as I'm bringing more and more in that message, more people starting to come even outside the black community starting to message me and say, Hey, I feel what you're saying too. It's it, man, shoot. It's bad. in our community too. Like, of course I can't relate to their communities because I'm not in their community. But some things are just universal that's happening to all communities. I get it. I get it. But my message is always going to be to the black community because that's the community I understand the most. And I'm not going to move out of my lane. I tell people that I'm staying in my lane. Black people and black people globally is my lane. And I'm going to stick to it. But my message is to the sick and tired. That's it. And to the reach those who are just right there to join you know, us. Because I'm going to tell y'all. We have a lot of lost people in our families, our personal families who are lost and anything outside of the status quo for black people, they're going to fight against you. And sometimes you may have to walk away from that family member or family members, and you may have to stand alone, but listen, great men and women will stand alone at times. But when you stand alone, it won't be forever because other people will see you see how you are. And then they will flock to you and say, yeah, I, I rock with that because the people I see that do that get a lot of respect. The people that's go with the status quo, the people that just follow the Democrats, the people that never say anything, the people that sell us out like the NAACP, those kind of people, they have, they, they have a, a their legacy is crap. Nobody cares about them. They, they're not even worth a drop of piss. Listen, a, 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 a drop of, of urine has more value than those people. And that's the God's honest truth. So my, that's why I keep doing this. I'm trying to reach the sick and tired. That's my people, the sick and tired.